forward to uh, to seeing where this goes you know, in the next five, ten years. Yeah, it, it's very, it will be very exciting. Yeah, a lot of uh, people getting jobs in a different way, which right. is different from the traditional ways we used it to see. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Melia Cred Conversations with Elvis. I'm Elvis Melia. At Melia Cred, we provide consultancy and research for economic development. And in these conversations, I seek to understand a bit better what the internet is doing to global labor markets and to workers from the global south, workers from sub-Saharan Africa, in search of better careers in the digital realm. What are online labor platforms doing in this space? What are global business services, contact centers, business process outsourcing industries doing in this space? Is it possible for Africans to export their services from their homes to global clients more easily than it was in the past? Is it becoming easier to earn money online, to earn money through the internet, be it in groups, in a business process outsourcing company, or individually on an online labor platform? Currently, I'm engaged in a cluster of conversations from Kigali, Rwanda, where a global business services sector is emerging and has been in the past two years. And I am seeking to hear from different voices of the ecosystem supporting that global business services sector and from the companies in that sector themselves, of course. Today's conversation is with Vivens Uwezeimana of Umurava, or until recently Umurava Work. Umurava is a platform that connects digital talent to clients, to firms, in various ways, which Vivens will go into. This conversation with Vivens rounds off the ecosystem angle before we actually go to the companies. Our last three conversations of this cluster will be where we hear from the actual companies, the global business services companies investing in Kigali. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Vivens as much as I did. Here is Vivens Wizeimana. Vivens, thank you for doing this. Uh, when did we meet? We met a few days ago. Yes. Uh, at the, uh, we met at a, a conference, the Future of Work conference. Yes. Right? And uh, what do you do? So, uh, yeah. Basically, uh, we are building a tech startup called Umurava Work. Umurava means courageous in English. Umurava means courageous. Courageous. Okay. So then, we are building a talent marketplace and workforce outsourcing platform. Simply, uh, we match uh, companies and organizations with Africa's quality workforce that is specialized in these in the demand areas of the digital economy, mainly technology, creative and digital media, research and data, and the languages as well. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you personally, where did you? How did you get into this space? Where do you? Where are you from? What do you do? Okay. Great. Um, Normally, I'm born in the rural areas of Rwanda, but growing, I was that uh, student who win mostly in mathematics and science. And in our African schools, if you win very well in those courses, it means you also know English, you also know other really subjects. It means 
you become the first out of the other students every time. And then it brought good results, and I secured a US-based university. And the time I went there, I was just challenged in the first two weeks, looking at the movement of how the things are done, looking at the soft skills which are reappearing among the other students who are, of course, already existing in the universities, in the university, and also even looking at how we deliver different really subjects. And then, after six months, that's why I realized that I bought a lot of skills, ranging from really different types of uh, technology skills, different soft skills, as well as also even going further into some other subject matter experts. And then after just six months, I, I realized that for me, I'm ready for the job market. But immediately, I had to reflect on my other fellow colleagues, students who have been amazing in different uh, schools in a way I have, of course, gone through for almost six years in my high school. And all of those students, they are not in three categories. Some students are in our universities, which are still relying on local methodologies and traditional methodologies, where some students can run and are aware that they will not find jobs since after their graduation. The other cluster is among the students who did not get the scholarship to go for universities. They are just sitting there. And another cluster is for these students who said, okay, you know what, let us go in the cities to look for the jobs, where even the jobs are not there. Immediately, that's where I started to see, okay, I'm in a US-based environment, I'm exposed to the digital economy, I can sense it myself, I see a lot of opportunities. There is a way we, we can really bring more people to these opportunities while really making sure that we invest in an untapped potential of young people. We, we, we have who are really struggling in terms of missing really what is needed if we can call premium skills which are needed for you to get a job. Immediately, that's where the story started from. It was back in 2018. And then from that time, since 2018 to 2020, we, we, I was myself, I was doing the market research on developing more skilled African talents for the future. And another one was addressing global talent shortage in companies and organizations. That's now, now the research I have undertaken to come up with that uh, idea we came to figure out what to do. But that's really the journey and the background of really taking this idea into the reality, yes. Okay, so, so your platform, your product, tell us a bit about what, what, what does your platform do? What would I get from your platform? Exactly, we, we, we have two core users. One is a company, our talent matching platform we, we enable the companies to either hire or outsource a single talent or a team for their jobs and projects, and even for both short-term and long-term engagements. It means, as we have already vetted the workforce, the workforce is ready for your jobs and projects. As long as you, 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 you can place a request through our platform, we match you with really the qualified talent instantly, and we assess your scope of work, and after assessing the scope of work, we match it straight away with, uh, with really the qualified talent by considering either an industry, um, technical specialization, and even as well as with different attitudes and soft skills which can match really the good company culture with the talent or the workforce we can place. And soon, I'm glad to, to announce that we, are, we were now more, more the ones involved in matching the request to the, to the talents, but we are releasing a new feature where we'll be giving really a plate to, to even the companies, to the employers to come and pick the talents they want 
by just getting the whole access to the vetted workforce we have. Then the talents, we have the talent vetting system. They pass through five stages, which combine technical skills check, where we give them technical challenges to work on. And then we have the soft skills and the communication skills, where we assess them with our industry experts. And then finally, the people are aware, we see that they are ready for their jobs, or they can qualify for a certain training. So that's why we're establishing different networks with the talent partners, so that we can be using now our talent vetting system as a tool even for revising even the training program, so that we can rebuild the personalized training program for these young people, so they can be ready for their jobs. But those ones who are ready after the vetting system, if they are ready on the plate, they are really good, we start matching them with different, uh, of course, opportunities which are around. And yeah, we, we are now making sure that we bring into the AI and the machine learning so that we can enhance uh, our technology and of course, which impact our core workforce solutions. Okay, and how long have you been doing this? So we started this January 2021, yes. Okay, okay, and how many, could you have numbers of uh, Of course, people? of course, yes. As of now, our data within, normally we, we started in January 2021, but in June 2021, that's where we said, let us even approach a company to see are they able to hire or outsource their talents and workforce from us. Since that time, uh, we have already now served more than 50 companies and organizations, both who are located here in Rwanda and even some other companies located in the US and also in India. And then we have already flew those companies and organizations. We delivered more than 500 on demand jobs through our platform and through our workforce, we delivered more than 20 big projects. These really big projects which are pure outsourced from a certain workforce. And we have so far, again, matched now, so far we are reaching 300 talents matched to job opportunities. And still we have more than 180 and job opportunities which came to, to us, but we don't have other talents. But that's the journey we are entering in terms of mismatch between the jobs available and skills available. So at least it gives us the data that now we have it with the workforce as fast as right. we can. So what was that? Can you give me an example of what are the types of skills that were demanded uh, but weren't available? Exactly. The ones which were not available being demanded, it was really the good guys in data analysis and also the software development, the, the intermediate and the senior level. Okay. And, okay. And, and as well as also the other guys who are good in digital marketing. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the companies that you've served in, in the US and India, that's interesting in the sense that you have, then you were the intermediary, the platform was the intermediary between the workers in Rwanda and the um, employers in uh, America or India. Can you give me some examples of, of, of what kinds of work people have done exactly. from Rwanda? Exactly, yes. So the, there is a company in the US, I can't even mention its name, it's called the Soko Fund. They approached us and they were like, hi guys, we just want to build a department there in Rwanda. We want free software developers and we need one person in digital marketing because the Affinitech products won't even need to be working here in Rwanda. So then what we did, just within three weeks, as we vet people before, we, we managed to get two software developers and one digital marketing specialist. Within two weeks, we hired and we placed those talents. And as in its into remote work environment, that's where we become an end to end now. 
we supply the workforce and also even we help the companies to manage the workforce very well, either in being involved in the performance and even being involved in the payroll management. So that's one of the case study we, we have already done. Another interesting story is that we were approached by a company from India, one of the biggest, Conviva Technologies. So then they were like, hi guys, we, we, we heard more about you. I think someone referred us to them. And then they were looking for the senior software developers to build some digital products for Airtel here in Rwanda, this telecom company. But at that time, it's among it's one of the case studies we have missed from our side because the senior talents they were looking for already the ones who can be available are employed in other international companies and they are getting a good money. So at that time we failed and then they they they, they chose to use the Indians to make sure that their their projects have it to be to be delivered. But on an, in another sense. We have uh, another company in India which is working with us in terms of uh, now they started on, on hiring the business talents. The people who are into operations, project management, data analysis, but we wanted to extend the contract with them and they start even to hire uh, the, the, the other talents who can be pure into software development as they told us that they might have a need as well. Yeah. Okay, okay. So a cluster here setting up of global business services, BPO companies coming in like, like, like Gary with the tech experts, um, uh, like CCI, uh, Deriv, these companies, are they engaged with you? Are, are you in the ecosystem with them? Is, this, is there a collaborative process also with other skilling organizations like Harambe or Education First? that are all kind of involved. How is this ecosystem in Kigali? Okay, wonderful. One thing I can say is that, you know, Kigali is very small, and most of really the partners or the people are into a certain uh, supply chain. Really get to know each other in an easy way. Just a quick example from the people who have highlighted, and I tell you the how we met. Like I was pitching somewhere, you know, we are in a startup and we are pitching in different ways. And then I was pitching and I was like, okay, we are building a talent marketplace which will be helping the companies to hire faster and outsource faster. And even we're also, of course, on another case saying that at least this will be a, a tool to see the mismatch which is available among companies and, and the talent so that you can now know who to train and how to train. Then pitching uh, someone from RDB One Development Board, which hosts the chief skills office, which look at the whole eco ecosystem. Someone said, you are building something very interesting, and um, I have to introduce you to the chief skills office. And they, you tell them more about what you guys are doing. I know they have the scope of working in this area, and you can partner as a private company. And yeah, that's how we met first, and then we found a DB, first of all, as a government institution. And we have the good negotiations all around on how our new revamped talent vetting system and the talent matching platform, if possible, they can be used nationwide. That's some of the discussions we have as of now. Second, they were the ones now to introduce us to Harambe. And they were like, we see where you are, you can partner with Harambe in one way or another. Just I dropped an email to, to Harambe, a country manager, and then I went there in, 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 at his her office, and we had a chat to see how we can partner, and the ways we have to work with Harambe as a priority will be on now upskilling proficiently our workforce and the talents in English, because they really have that special offer in terms of really positioning where 
technical talents in of course in different areas but with a good proficiency in english so that if you are about to service the global market you are very efficient so then with Fugeri as well they are from tech expert we again met in terms of the collaboration and even with our local company also called Isovite we we are into good discussions and i think next year that's where we 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 gonna uh, sign a lot of frameworks and now when it place but we started the conversations together and the good thing it's really the supporting environment when you see really the the BPO sector in Rwanda is collaborating and to ensure that of course we can position Rwanda on a, the global service as a global service center as the public even has invested that out in the infrastructure yes right right so the local company solve it you mentioned that's joseph yes that's very good for yeah. people of the you know who've been listening to my interview with joseph um so and the country manager that's in in harambe that that's hana and there's chantal right yes so hana yes uh, that's also uh people i want to get on the on on this show yes um Great, great. So how do you see this sector changing over since you started in January 2021? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you were here before already. I was here. Right? Yeah. But uh in the time since we've come out of the pandemic, um January 2021 until today. So tech experts set up, CCI set up, uh Deriv set up, um How have you seen the local sector of services exports uh, there's also code of africa I mean, there's there's yeah, exactly. uh, GIZ yeah. is involved very much in this space yes. uh, how have you seen the trajectory like have have things stayed the same or has it has it grown or okay cool yeah uh, i think uh, the reason why you said that i was here it's that before one of even the the the, the, the problem we are addressing uh, in terms of really the issue of talent shortage and and unemployment is that young people here we have been growing in the families where we 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 dream for only the full-time jobs and which are in these companies we know i know i will go to work for a bank i will go to work for this ngo like you really know the companies we are dreaming or maybe if you are in the medicine you know this is the hospital where i will go to or i'm going to the ministry so then at the time these companies came here a few people before before 20 before 2018 a few people were, were aware of how they can be remote workers or the remote service providers for the companies which are abroad so then since these companies came that's where the people started to wake up in the like there is a company here which can be hiring 600 people and they are not working for one only company they are working for the global company I remember the time uh, uh tech expert set up in Rwanda I read the article their plan was to hire 10,000 like 100,000 people within their first year in terms of maybe setting up the, the operations then many people were like mm, is this possible then as these people came that it was a call to action even for more even young people to start even working on their skills knowing like okay is it possible to work for the global company where I'm here and then covid in 19 now make it, make a game uh, more maybe attractive and then a lot of really uh, more uh, people are benefiting from uh, the, 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 the business process of the sourcing sector at all and you see uh, i think on my side what i see is that as we see that it's really being the source of more job opportunities to more young people it's even going to be something that is going to be supported in all 
corners and all sides. Either from the people as perspective, knowing that this is the sector where we can go to look for the jobs. If there is that push from the, the, the people themselves, the companies will be making sure that let us do faster so that we can accommodate these people. If we do this as well, it's affordable workforce to some companies which are in the US, which are in Canada. The companies will like, okay, let us go to, to that country as well. So then you find that it's booming. And I remember my, my last two weeks, have, seeing CCI launching here in Rwanda, he made my tweet and I was like, I'm really interested with this BPO sector, which is growing fast, and I and I, I and and I can't wait to collaborate with them from work Because in terms of, of course, what, what we do in terms yeah. of making sure that we can rebuild the quality workforce, maybe that the companies really want. Right. So then, then you see that the move is it's growing fast, and and I can't wait maybe for other five years to come. We'll be seeing more other uh, companies coming to set up the the the, 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 the massive. A number of the workforce hubs here in Rwanda, and uh, even the good thing is that if something is really positive on either on the country community, well, why not? It's being supported and it has it to grow. Yes. Right. Right. I mean, we keep when, when we talk about tech experts and, and Gary Bennett, we keep looking over there because we're we're sitting right outside Gary's office <laughs> because just just as an example of how close knit this. Because actually, I mean, it's a million people city, but it feels very small, Kigali, in, in terms of the, the, the tech sector and the, and the services sector. And some other African cities, you travel for 45 minutes through the city to, uh, to get to another office, right? Here, it's really, everything is close together. Norskin set up, we've, we've done a bunch of interviews at Norskin. There are a lot of tech companies here. And I just, so we're here in, inside tech experts yeah. uh, doing this interview. For us as a company, we, we, we think as of now, yeah, in terms of uh, already in-house, we are developing the freelance and the remote workforce management system. And then through the system, we will launch the embedded financial services, which will be basically to provide the runs and insurance services to mostly now these people who feel like, you know, if you are, you are working for a global company and you have a contract with them, most of these companies locally, they will not trust, that, they don't know that company, first of all. So they, they will give you maybe the salary advance because mm -hmm. they really know that this guy is working for a really good company. It has, a, it, it has maybe the potential even to pay the people. So then on our side, we are looking at the way of leveraging on our technologies we have already in terms of data use, if I can quote in that way, and then we are not the ones to own the insurance services or the financial services. I either we partner with a bank which is interested, we tell them, hi guys, now our system is being maybe used by almost maybe 4,000 remote talents who are either full-time and even others are service providers maybe on a quarterly contract so then we have just to be doing data analytics and we see, okay, how much can we give to these people? So that's how, again, through collaboration, you can enable even the workforce from uh, maybe tech expert, the workforce from uh, CCI, from the other settings maybe to, to, to benefit from that infrastructure. So that's why we are on our side. We are making sure that we can partner with anyone in this supply chain 
to develop, first of all, the quality workforce, well-trained people, either both technically and, of course, with soft skills and attitudes. But again, how do we build the digital products to really scale those things and even do it to make those things you know, more enjoying for, for either the workforce and the companies. So then th th those are the things we saw ourselves really being involved in starting uh, next year so that we can make sure that now the people are into global business services sector, the people sector now are okay because before the people are not tracking these uh, uh, global, like these are outsourcing sectors because the full-time jobs were, were many, but as of now, they can't accommodate the workforce who have. So, if global business, like BPO sector, you know, it pushes very well the freelancing space and, and even the remote working space, right? So then from there, if we can see now these things being an engine to jobs creation with the digital economy growing faster, so now, how do you enable the workforce now to feel better, to, to deliver very well, to work on their services, to ensure we integrate our solutions with the other providers in different angles to ensure that the, the workforce can be better. So those are the, 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 that's our vision when we look at the view in terms of what we have to do for the workforce and even even for, for the companies and the sector. Yeah. All right, that sounds exciting. Sure. Vivens, thank you for doing this. Thanks a lot. I really look forward to uh, to seeing where this goes in the next five, ten years. Yeah, it, it's very, it will be very exciting. Yeah. A lot of uh, people getting jobs in a different way, which right. is different from the traditional ways we used it to see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great. Thank you, Vanessa. Cool. Welcome. Thank you.